0: Hi, I'm Tyra G, your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual global gathering of phenomenal, phenomenal listeners. Yes, you, fearsome and generous, humble and honest, in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. Every week, we experience, educate, encourage, empower, and inspire one another. We have a firm belief that everyone not only has a story... But everyone is a story. So we share aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for way too long. Although many of your voices will be heard as light into darkness, there is no insignificant person around this table. Each week, we start right where we are. The dress code is your authenticity, your inner awesome, and your belief that impossible is merely a word to describe the degree of difficulty. Frankly speaking with Tyree G. is one of my most favorite ambitions. I thank God for every remembrance of you, your gifts, your ideas, your presence, your encouragement. I'm inspired. I can't do this without you. Thank you so very much. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Cablecasts on Cox and Verizon Files Channel 37, and Comcast, Channel 27, and Reston. And webcasts worldwide on the Internet at www.radiofairfax.org. Every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Should you miss us, no worries. You can catch our archive, Frankly Speaking show... On podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you feel like connecting with me offline, you know that's easy. Just email me at Tyra at TyraGarlington.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing, excuse me, and performing our Frankly Speaking theme song. And for naming it, I'm Listening. For six years, Frankly Speaking with Tyra G has been telling thematic stories to touch the mind, the heart, and the spirit. They've been multicultural, intergenerational, educational, and inspirational. They've been told by you, my cohorts, my listeners. Thank you so much. You know, today we find ourselves in the midst of an ongoing season of uncertainty, unrest, unnatural disasters, and unnecessary violence and death. We've been touched by a fresh sense of fragility in ourselves and in our social systems. In order to survive and hopefully thrive, we must recognize that in spite of all this, we, we are dynamic. We are a journey. We're not a destination. We are a process. We're not an event. We have options in how we respond to how life presents itself to us and sometimes we have to go the extra mile going the extra mile means taking what you have and looking for ways to expand it this week's show is a return to our frankly speaking human library theme thank you for your service then and now you know over the past six years i have demonstrated my passion we're celebrating veterans and active duty military who continually help us sustain and maintain our quality of life, often at the greatest of costs. We have heard stories through diverse lens to include wars fought, age, gender, race, family impact, and especially cultural and social legacy. excuse me. We have met Mary Jesse Herrera, a hundred-pound, twenty-year-old military policewoman who wore as her accessories an M16 and a nine-millimeter sidearm in Iraq, after being wounded in an ambush while taking prisoners to Fallujah, and after twenty operations putting her arm back together, she's raising two daughters and has a master's degree. We met Sandra Gregory. Brigadier General, U.S. Air Force, retired, who was motivated by her service expenditures to extend her life and is dedicated to helping young, disenfranchised women get a step up in life through education, employment, and sustained mental health through her nonprofit called Sylvia's Lights. George Bodie, an African-American officer in Vietnam, shared the trials of managing the challenging social and cultural implications on his men resulting from being the first United States fully integrated war and which also saw the highest proportion of blacks ever to serve in an American war. We heard heart-to-heart informative stories from women who decided to serve in Vietnam as nurses, librarians, and social support personnel. As well as some unusual consequences of their choices, we cried during and with stories from wives of prisoners of war and military widows. We celebrated World War One, World War One's 100th year anniversary. We heard stories of personnel, uh, veterans, relatives, and friends. We time travel back to World War II with pilot commemorative Air Force Red Tail Squadron leader Bill Shepherd, a Tuskegee Airman, to learn some special things about heroes whose stories have often been untold. The best part about discovering how these stories are connected was just that, finding commonality among each of these cohorts. We heard several stories from one organization who opens doors through opportunities through service. This organization is called Rotary, with a current global membership of 1.4 million members. I'm a proud member to be one of Rotary's people of action who are driven to provide service above self. For more than a century, we bridged cultures and connected continents. We championed peace peace. We fight illiteracy and poverty. We help people get access to clean water and sanitation. And we fight disease. Our newest cause is to protect our planet and our resources. In many instances, Rotary Clubs leverage the positive impact of their service programs by collaborating with other clubs in their own geography or clubs around the world and sometimes they collaborate to recognize the service of others. This week's show focuses on one collaboration between two local Rotary clubs in Northern Virginia. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Frankly Speaking table my intergenerational guest panel. Did you all hear that? Intergenerational guest panel this evening to share how that project celebrate service rendered then and now. Art Shanker will moderate the conversation once each panel member introduces himself or herself. Art will introduce himself first and then hand off. And now, Art, the mic is yours.
1: Thank you so very much, Tyra. We are so honored to be part of your Frankly speaking, with Tyra G. Radio broadcast, we are certainly pleased to be here and excited to share with you our story about our Flags for Heroes program. And we're also honored to be part of the Thank You for Your Service series. A little bit about myself is that I am, in terms of my Rotary participation, I am the co-chair of the North North Virginia. Rotary District Flags for Heroes program. And you'll hear from the, the chair of the program in a couple of moments. I'm also a member of the executive committee of uh, the McLean Tyson's Flags for Hero program. Uh, but not only is the, are the executive committee uh, helped plan the program, we dig holes and we get dirty and we, we fold flags mm-hmm. along with our, our scout partners. Mm-hmm. So I'm also honored to be a member of the Tyson's Corner Rotary Club as an honorary made an honorary member. But among those, I have the greatest honor. I was I was the governor's consort for the 2017-2018 district governor Ronnie Chanter, my wife. Mm-hmm. So those are my rotary activities, <laughs> and in terms of my professional life, I'm the retired founding president of Potomac Forum, an, an international seminar and conference company, and a former government executive, and also a member of several IT professional and, chair, and, and uh, military associations. But one I'd like to highlight here, I was invited to be and appointed to be the first and only first member of the Board of Women in Technology. So I broke through the, the, the glass ceiling and I became <laughs> the other way.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. I, I did not know that, but I am so proud of you.
1: I am very honored, and it was, was an absolutely outstanding board, and they, they reappointed me for three, for three years, so that was a great honor. And I'm not, so I'm the only member that has ever been a member of the of the Women in Technology Board. So with that, I'd like to introduce uh, Vance. Vance, please uh, share your 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 career with us.
2: Yes. Well, hi everyone. I'm Vance Sabella and I am a member of the Rotary Club of McLean, Virginia. I've been a Rotarian for 29 years, I'm a past president, and I currently serve as the vice president on the club's board of directors. Uh, My journey to Rotary, however, actually started when I was young in high school. Uh, I got an invitation from uh, my high school teacher to join what was called the Interact Club at Pacific High School in San Bernardino, California. And as a result of that, I got to spend three years as an Interact member. So as I grew older and I was uh, working, I actually uh, ran into uh, a member of the Rotary Club of McLean, uh, Tintin New Rashid, at her flower shop. And I saw a plaque on her her wall with a uh, gavel, and it had the rotary symbol, and I immediately recognized it and i said oh you're a rotarian so that's how that's how my journey started in rotary and it's been 29 wonderful years it's a great organization and we do a lot of good in both uh, the community and in the world
0: you know vance i want to put a comma there you mentioned interact club and i wonder if you cover the fact that rotary is not only global but we start with leadership training in elementary school and can you tell them the names of the clubs of which you were one in high school i guess
2: yes so it was the interact club of pacific high school in san bernardino california Uh, it was just the high school level club Uh, we didn't have any younger clubs but i know there are clubs around the world that are starting even younger but I will mention one thing that we're doing uh, with younger folks, especially as sixth graders in the McLean uh, area, and that is participating in ethics days with the local elementary schools. And ethics in, uh, for us as Rotarians is so paramount into, uh, as it kind of sets the stage of how we do things, yes. uh, the yes. high ethical standards that we have in business and professional life. So, yes, we are working with our younger folks and hopefully gr- growing grooming them to become Interact Club members, Rotaract Club for college and young professional, and eventually as Rotarians.
0: And we actually have within our Northern Virginia area uh, Early Act at elementary school levels that feed into Interact. We have two of those currently. And, right. uh, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting because... We are a global society, and our children need to be able to understand critical thinking, creative problem-solving, how to get along with different people. And that's what these Rotary theater clubs do. They give them that exposure. And they give them that exposure globally because we have exchange programs. So this is a commercial for Rotary. Uh, one of the best service organizations ever, but thank you, Vance. When, when you said Interact, I wanted to make sure our uh, audience would understand what that meant. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah.
2: No, 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 that's quite all right. My own, my claim to fame, and I don't know if it's a claim to fame or not, but uh, when I became president of the club my uh, at the end of my junior year in high school, the first decision we made, and this was in 1979, mm-hmm. which was at the time of the lawsuit uh, that um, happened in Duarte, California, to uh, let women into Rotary. Right, well, right. At that time, our first decision was to let young women into our Interact Club at Pacific High School. So oh wow, so we've been very proud of that now and i think we, we earlier than rotary
0: we yes that's all just getting ready to say i think we need to let our audience know though women are in leadership across the board prominent creative and doing all kinds of wonderful things it took the u.s <laughs> supreme court to tell rotary women could be full members right
2: yes and now, we have some great women leaders in rotary now
0: yes we do thank you for giving us that plug and thank you for my goodness you were out there leading leading VIG Rotary. Interact was leading VIG Rotary and letting women in. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've interrupted enough, y'all. Next.
2: That's great. So uh, I'll hand it over to past district governor, Ronnie Chanker.
0: Hi.
3: Uh, my name is Ronnie Chanker, and I've been a Rotarian since 2003 when I learned of Rotary and its amazing and wonderful accomplishments. I joined the Rotary Club of Tyson's Corner and immediately became the treasurer, serving for three years. I then became vice president, president president-elect, and, of course, president, which I served in 2009, 2010. I then went on to participate in the Rotary District level. A Rotary District is the umbrella organization for clubs located in a specific area. I served as a membership advisor, assistant district governor, And then was fortunate enough to become the district governor overseeing the clubs in the north virginia area after serving as the district governor i served a three-year term as the rotary district foundation chair uh, leading the foundation team in that district and supporting the giving efforts of all the clubs in the district i have a long history of involvement in service organizations early on i belonged to a women's service organization and that was before women were allowed to belong to the men's clubs. <laughs> I became president of the chapter, as well as the president of their umbrella organization. I also served on the adult board of a youth group. I am now retired from the Potomac Foreman Forum, owned by my husband, as he said. I was the chief financial officer. Previously, I worked as a CPA in public accounting, focusing on business and
0: small business owners'
1: tax accounting. So, so I had to be nice to her because she was the CFO, and if she wasn't nice to me, I didn't get paid.
0: Okay, Ronnie. Now, we have we know that you're confident. We know that you're busy. But what we don't know is what are the tattoos on your heart? What's the, what's the special things that go on in your life? Who are the special people in your life? What do they help no. you bring to the table?
3: The special people in my life. Well, first and foremost would have to be my husband, who has been, who has been my partner for, and no. since it's multi-generational, mm-hmm. I will say we have been married for 56 years. And uh, some people might wonder how you can work together, but we did, out of the same office. And uh, it has been a great success. Um, I We together have two daughters. We have one son-in-law, and we have two granddaughters. They are the joy of my life. And then, uh, of course, the next closest part of my heart is to Rotary. Um, I live it, I breathe it, and um, I hope I'm a good example of a good Rotarian.
0: I, I would say so. I would say yes. Um, one thing, you mentioned a lot of... Rotary specific terminology and this is an international show but even people who are here listening may not understand what all that was when you gave the district and the foundation What, what, what you gave to Rotary what you give to Rotary is not just at the club level it is the level above you managed at a level where was it fifty? How many clubs when you when you were at the district level?
3: I had fifty-seven clubs.
0: Okay. So what I'm wanting them to get an understanding of, because the titles won't mean that much to anyone, is that you performed exceedingly well. You were chosen to move up the ladder to be a leader and to be a sponsor and to be a, uh, uh, in, excuse me. Uh, An empowering person for people in the clubs reporting to your district. And we're talking about 1.4 million members, but how many clubs are we talking about across the world?
3: Uh, When I was governor, we had 56 clubs in our district, and we had, well, at that point, we had 36,000 clubs. We now have 46,000 clubs.
0: across the world that's what i wanted people to understand we talk about size that gives them an idea when we talk about leadership how many people you're leading and what the object of that leadership is in a word service right okay tyra has interrupted one more time next
1: (laughs) Hmm. bobby would you like to uh, share with you your your experience with the Flags for Heroes program and your, your wonderful experience as a scout?
4: Yes. So my name is Javi Garza, and I'm a first-class scout in Troop 128, and I've been this troop for about one and a half years. Um, my experience with Flags for Heroes has been great. It's been really well organized. It's been really great, I'd say, and scouting is along the same lines. It's part of my everyday life, I guess, you would say.
0: So, Ravi, do you help dig holes? What do you do? You're a scout. You said, yes, yes, I will help. What did they give you to do?
4: So, I was told to put the American flag on PVC pipes to put into holes into the ground. Uh-huh. And that was to represent the military, represent our oh.
0: nation and That's right. And how often do you are you involved in this activity in a year?
4: It is usually two to three times a year I'd say.
0: Mhm. What what times were those? Would those be?
4: Um, Veterans Day. huh, Labor Day. And July
0: 4th. Okay. Okay. All right. So Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and July 4th? Yes. Okay. So when you do this, what does it feel like? I mean, you're part of the troop that's helping out a bunch of elders, older people. Do something that they like to see. What have you learned? What's the most important thing, uh, Javi, that you have learned through this whole experience?
4: To be respectful with the American flag.
0: Oh, say that again. To be, be respectful. Respected. Yes, respectful with the American flag because the American flag symbolizes what, Javi? What does it? What does it mean to you?
4: Our nation and
0: our passion. Our nation and our passion. You know, every Rotary meeting, we start with the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. And that is so important, especially now. I don't want to get on a soapbox. But I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of what this experience has meant for you. Are you able to share it with some of your friends? Are all your friends scouts? Are some not and some are? Most of my friends are scouts that's good. So all of you have the same kind of thought and emotion about and respect for our uh, American flag right? Yes. That is awesome. Art once again back over to you.
1: Well thank you. Javi's discussion of, of being proud of being an American flag and American flag really is a, is a, is a perfect uh, uh, lead-in to, to what I'd like to share about uh, the Flags for Heroes program.
4: Mm-hmm. The rotary
1: initiative, okay. uh, but first let's continue with the discussion of, of an individual flag, the concept of a flag goes back to the 11th century B C when the and Roman times, when the banner was placed on a spear and Roman soldiers went into battle, identifying their leader. For your international audience,
0: mm-hmm. Tyra, mm-hmm.
1: the flag of Denmark is the oldest national flag going back to
0: 1478?
1: Wow, a long time.
0: I'm taking notes.
1: And it and, and it wasn't until uh, that that countries used flags as their national symbol until the 18th century. Okay. And as we all as we all can as we as we all as many of us know, uh, the Flag Day is June 14th. And that really represents when the Continental Congress of the new United States, the new United States, passed the first flag act on June 14th, 1776. Mm. Okay. And that's that, That's established the U.S. flag with our 13 original uh, states. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there have been 27 versions, 27 versions of the U.S. flag since our, our first. Mm. Amazing. I didn't realize there were that many.
0: Me either. But,
1: but, but that's, just, that's, that's just one flag. But the Flags for Heroes program, the Rotary Flags for, for Heroes program, is an initiative involving display of many, from 50 to 100 to 100s of American flags, to honor and recognize individuals considered to, as heroes. And, and to show patriotism for our country. Patriotism is so important as, as Harvey mentioned. And a hero, and we'll talk a little bit about who a hero is, mm-hmm. but individuals are heroes and to, to, and everyone has a hero in some, some respect. And these flags for heroes displays, these multiple flags, beautiful American flags flying in in the breeze. ARE LOCATED IN HIGHLY VISIBLE PUBLIC AREAS, COMMUNITY CENTERS, LIBRARIES, IN FRONT OF PUBLIC BUILDINGS, IN FRONT OF PRIVATE BUILDINGS, BUT WE TRY TO PUT THEM IN HIGH TRAFFIC AREAS WHERE THERE ARE A LOT OF CARS AND PEDESTRIANS WALKING OR DRIVING BY. AND AS WE as we PUT THE FLAGS UP, IT'S INTERESTING THAT, that PEOPLE SLOW DOWN, DRIVERS SLOW DOWN AND SEE US ERECTING THE FLAGS. And they honk their horns and Mm. they wave at and they shout at us, showing their, their respect for the flag and the the deep feeling in their hearts to see the American flags going up in such a large, beautiful display. Mm -hmm. Well, but we, but the flag for heroes program is also supported by, by, by companies and community sponsors, and we have banners in front of the displays, highlighting not only the club, the Rotary Club, that is uh, that is erecting the flags and sponsoring their individual flag for, for for Heroes activities, but also the, the, the their, their their partners, whether it be the Scouts, the American Legion, or the corporate sponsors that help support the program. So it's very, very hard heart heartening to see the beautiful flags going up around around the uh, around the, 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 the rotary district the north rotary district and and our community you know I American told flag-
0: I told Ronnie I think it was I came back from Delaware and around the Central Park they had 200 flags for heroes with the rotary sign at the bottom and I was telling my friends, I was traveling with friends, and I said, you see that? They said, yeah. What is that? I said, that is us saying thank you to those who've gone before and to those who are still here and to those who are fighting an enemy that's unseen. And that's what Rotary, one of the things Rotary does. So, Art, I really appreciate you sharing uh, where they are and how it feels as people come by and honk their horns and wave their hands. It helps me, based on our climate today, to know that we still care. Thank you.
1: Well thank you. And we do care. And that's the that's the Rotary District program. And Ronnie is gonna share a little bit about uh, about the program now. So go ahead Ronnie.
3: Hi Tyra. It's I'm so happy to hear you say mm-hmm. that because i wanted to tell you how art and i brought this program to our district our rotary district so um when i became when i was selected to serve as the district governor or leader over these 57 clubs in our area i went into three years of training and met people from all over the world who were also training to be governors at the same time Mm -hmm. and one of the people that I met um, was from the Eastern Maryland-Delaware area <laughs> district. Okay. And he told me he told me about this Flags for Heroes program, and I thought it was a great program. I, I, I loved everything about it. It sounded wonderful to me, and I brought it home, and I told Art all about it, mm-hmm. and uh, tucked it away in the back of our heads. And then we were heading to the beach one day. A mm-hmm. uh, short vacation. We're driving through Delaware, and much like you did, we saw these hundreds—yes—of American flags lying in the wind. Yes. So, so as we're driving down the road, um, I said to Art, "Look, look at the flags." Mm-hmm. He immediately pulled off the road into this parking lot, it made me a little nervous. But we <laughs> to the bar, Saw the sign and realized that this was a rotary sponsored Flags for Heroes district. And then I looked at Art, and he looked at me, and, and that instant we knew that we had to bring this project to our district. So as district governor during the years 2017-2018, I had to visit each and every one of those 76 clubs. And every time I visited a club, I explained about the Flags for Heroes program Surprisingly, where I shouldn't have been surprised, there were a few of our clubs that actually were already doing it, but we kept encouraging clubs to do it, and I'm happy to say that now we have many of our clubs that are participating in the Flags for Heroes program, and uh, each time uh, we hear that there are more clubs that are interested um, and planning to join in, in the program. Uh, Vance, Vance, Vance. Um, could tell us a little bit about how he got his club and my club uh, to working together.
0: Oh yeah, that would be good, yes. Sure,
2: so uh, when Ronnie was district governor, she had her district conference down at Kings Mill Resort down in Williamsburg, and there was a, uh, a small flag display there but then there was a discussion about uh, the Flags for Heroes program. So I was asked to be a part of that And so I I made a commitment at that time to take it back to our club in McLean. However, uh, I believe in the power of partnership. I've been working on partnerships in Fairfax County. I work for Fairfax County Government, and I've been doing partnership work for a very long time. And I just thought to myself, wait, why don't we not only uh, have the Tyson's Corner Club join us, but let's have the community join us as well. Yeah. So... As a result of that, we were able to bring in a number of community partners who are very active in this program, including the American Legion Post 270, the Sharon Masonic Lodge, uh, the Scouts, and I will say both boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, ha- we now have the Garfield Memorial Church in McLean involved, and, uh, and most recently, both Learner Corporation and the McLean Community Center. Uh, And the Greater McLean Chamber of Commerce has been very good in terms of uh, helping us outreach to the business community and letting them know about the program. So they're a part of it as well. So bringing all of these pieces together, it's really become a community program uh, that is, uh, you know, organized by our two Rotary Clubs. And that's how it's been since 2018 when we first started the program.
0: So, Vance, let me ask you this. Anytime you're starting a program, there are blessings and there are challenges. Can we take a look at, and I think this is a conversation between Ronnie, you, and Art, and, this, and Javi, what have been some of the challenges of uh, keeping the program going, no, getting the program started and keeping it going? Can you talk about that?
2: Sure, I can, I can start, and then I'll let uh, others chime in. Um, yeah, so the, just making the commitment, that was a, a challenge. Um, we had to decide where we wanted to have the flags and how many of the flags, and then it was, we knew it was going to take a lot of uh, volunteers to make it happen. So um, we were fortunate enough to get both the Sharon Masonic Lodge uh, and Garfield Memorial Church to basically tell us hey look we have these acres of land they're yours to actually put as many flags as you want on on these on these uh, acres of land so uh, we are growing this program uh, it started small it's grown a bit and now we're at the point where you know we're trying to raise more funds so we can reinvest in the program and have more flag displays but now there's spread, not just throughout McLean but with Learner Corporation we're in Tyson's corner on the labor side of it the volunteers and I will tell you sometimes and I and we realize that uh younger volunteers especially our scouts you know they're they're doing lots of things you know they're camping they're hiking they're they're enjoying their activities well summertime is not so easy so July 4th tends to be uh, the one event where we uh, have more uh, issue with volunteers although not this last time we were we were in pretty good shape this last time and again I think it's because of the relationship building that we've uh, had over the years that's really helped us out and some of the scouts uh, stagger their summer camps and things like that so they can still participate so um, I'll hand it over to Art and Ronnie if you had any things in Javi you as well if you you know things as well so Art and and Ronnie did you want to chime in on this
1: well, I can talk about it from a, from a, a district wide perspective is that we're fortunate that we're able to store our, our flags in between our, the display periods at the American Legion in a, in a container that they have offered for us. But many of the rotary clubs around the North District, North Virginia District, have a challenge of where to store hundreds of, 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 of beautiful American flags. And they've, they've had a variety of, of volunteer storage locations but that's a that's a, a challenge of riches having so many flags and trying to find a place to store them and of course there's a manual labor of digging the holes we've got that automated with uh, a lot of drills and a lot of accessories that we have a where a main, mainly or an assembly line for fact for for putting in flags and that's uh but that's uh, a love that we, we go through every time we, we, uh, we erect the flags. We put, we put the halls in and we cover them and we can just reinsert the flags in the, in the receptacles that we have placed in the lands around uh, the, 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 uh, the displays.
3: But one of the other issues that we have is, is spreading the word. We um, put these flags up. We have a lot of flags we put up and each flag we want to dedicate to a hero. And um, one of the challenges is getting the word out to people that we do this project and that we're welcoming them to dedicate a flag to their hero. And um, so we work really hard in um, trying to let everybody, the community, not just the Rotary Club, but communities uh, around us know what we are doing and why we are doing it.
0: I think um, as well, when the pandemic hit, the world uh, saw a new enemy uh, that they needed to fight. And as the virus progressed and we learned more and more, uh, and it became more tragic, we had another army that emerged of heroes in a war. And those were both the medical allied health people, the teachers, the people who stocked the food in the grocery stores, the people who picked up the trash, they all became soldiers. And, Ronnie, when you were just talking, I think we need to emphasize, I think, Art, you said it earlier, everyone has a hero. We just have to have an operational definition that makes sense to us. We're all talking about flags and... Uh, wars and soldiers but we have heroes each one of us and I think you might have said this earlier uh, each one of us has a hero or heroes and sheroes in our lives and we now have uh, expanded the opportunity for people to buy a flag for his or her hero and it does not necessarily have to be a veteran am I correct
1: uh, that's absolutely correct, and, and just uh, to, to share with you that you're, and to uh, mention that your, your observation about the, the new heroes uh, during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, we, we put up an additional banner during the COVID times, recognizing our healthcare workers and first responders and those uh, uh, who helped, our, helped us, new, new heroes that helped us during the COVID times. So, uh, we did reckon, uh, put a special banner up
4: mm-hmm. in addition,
1: and recognize them. In addition to our, our, our historic heroes that we, we honored and those, of, as, as you, as you mentioned, historically, the heroes that, uh, for the veterans for the Flags for Heroes programs were veterans. Uh, they weren't the current military and as expanded, as you mentioned, is to be, uh, teachers, family members, friends, or anyone anyone that could be that that what that individual considers a hero and uh, and everyone everyone has a hero whether they're in their from their childhood mm-hmm. or their current or their current and we all have heroes that we look up to beyond uh, all of our wonderful military who uh, put themselves at risk for for, for our freedom I um
0: I, I looked up where is it I looked up things about veterans Um uh that, uh, yeah, here it is, okay, about veterans in Fairfax County, okay? Uh, On top of protecting America while on active duty, veterans are more likely to volunteer, to vote, to give to charity, to trust their neighbors, and to work to fix problems in their community. They're also more likely to work with non-vets, and we can honor them doing our part. I I just, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And then I looked up how many, we have actually 80,000 veterans in uh, Fairfax County, estimated military veterans who live in Fairfax County. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, the service ranges from World War II to conflicts in today's news, and um, what, what I wanted to make sure as we went through that list, we some of the things that have been challenges, advertising, getting the word out, storing the flags, the mm-hmm. manual labor for installing the flags, uh, ch- ch- ch-? commitment, commitment. Now, there's one thing that we didn't talk about that I didn't know, and I, I'm guessing many of our listeners don't know. What is the relationship between... Flags needing to be lit Am I making sense of my question The yeah, lighting there, of flags
1: there's a, there's a U.S. code As part of the, the act There's a U.S. code which says that, that Flags need to be illuminated At, at night So that they can they can shine brightly uh, 24 hours a day So there's a, uh, a Goal for, for And as part of the, uh, the U.S. code mm-hmm. that Flags should have lights on them in the, in the evening hours overnight okay and we have and we have uh for our flag program we have solar lights that we install to illuminate the flags uh during the, the nighttime hours
0: and that just enhances the beauty it's just amazing um art i want you to do something again uh because this was so educational um i want you to talk about the history of the flag again would you go over that uh when it started, that there, how many versions? I'm about to go over it myself. I told you I was taking notes, but um, you talked about the first flags, etc. Would you go over that just as a matter of interest? I think it's very important.
1: It is. I found it very interesting that the the concept of the flags go back to the 11th century BC. Mm-hmm. I can count BC. And that Romans used the, the put a place of banner on their their swords and their spears as they went through battle to identify who their leader was and who their, who their, who their allegiance, who their, and who, where their allegiance was. And then Denmark established their, their, their national flag in 1478. Mm-hmm. And that if they were the leader in, in, in countries, to, uh, for, uh, creating flags. And, and many countries started uh, displaying their flags in the in the in the 1700s, as well as the United States did when uh, when uh, for our independence, when we established the first Flag Act uh, right. in June 1776.
0: Yeah, I think that I think everybody that's living here I don't know about these kinds of things, just because that's our inheritance. That's who we are. That's what we do. Okay, I got a question for the three of you that I didn't uh, tell you I would ask. So I want you to think about this. In terms of the Flags for Hero program, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? I'm giving you a blank check to dream. I'm giving you an opportunity to dream. What would you do? And... um, Javi, I want you dreaming, too. You know, your mind is as fresh and creative and futuristic, so you think as well. What would you do if you knew you could not fail with this program?
3: I, I would I would like to see us greatly increase the number of flags that we have. Um, we have our flags in four different locations, and what I'd like to see is all of the land in each of those locations taken up by flags and you know perhaps another another thought would be in, um have other people just put up a flag at their home you know we, we we put a flag out at our home on veterans day we put it out memorial day in the fourth of july and um and you know, we're very proud to fly the flag on on uh, those days. And I'd like to see more people get invested in 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 flags and and putting their flag
0: up. Okay. All right. So Ronnie, if you knew that you could make that happen, you'd have a flag at every house of a U.S. citizen.
3: Of a U.S. citizen, absolutely.
0: All right, and then you'd have all of our flag displays would look like delaware right
3: (laughs) absolutely i'd love to
0: see that (laughs) me too me too okay vance what would you do if you knew you could not fail with this program
3: i
2: would uh make sure that every person in mclean tyson's northern virginia virginia everywhere know about this program and uh, participate in it whether they sponsor a flag, or they decide they want to get involved, uh, volunteering, putting up the flags, taking them down, or any other assorted uh, tasks. So that that would be my my dream is that uh, more people know about it, and uh, do whatever I could to make sure they knew.
0: Okay, Javi, what would you do?
2: Well, I would
1: I would like to, to, to ask Vance to share with uh, how how individuals can
2: sponsor a flag. Okay, uh, I was gonna
0: ask that, close it out. Yes.
2: Okay, yeah, well, yes, individuals can sponsor a flag. It is a fundraiser. And again, um, so the money, the proceeds are used uh, to reinvest in the program, but then also to give away to uh, organizations. And we just made a couple of uh, contributions recently and we're hoping as we build this program, we can have more opportunities to do that. But getting back to Ronnie's point about having flags in all these different areas, and you know, taking up Masonic lodges—all total three acres—that so we could probably put 300 flags there pretty easily. Uh, I can—I I just can imagine what that would look like, and that would cause people to stop and and just to walk around and to really um, understand what this is.
0: I um. Thank you, thank you, Vance. I need for some one of you three to tell people how they can make contact and find more, find out more about the program uh, that exists uh, with our two clubs. Art, well, Vance,
1: go ahead. Art. Go ahead. For, for corporate sponsors, we also also offer an opportunity for corporations and companies to. Uh, to participate, and and as part of their corporate sponsorships, their name will appear on the large banners in front of the flag displays, as well as they'll receive plaques and they'll receive uh, recognition at the Rotary Clubs, and we will go to the corporate offices and present the flag, uh, present a flag and recognition for their corporate sponsorships. The corporate sponsorships range uh, from $500 upwards, and we invite every, every company's to uh, give me a, a call and contact me for corporate sponsorships. And Vance, do you want to talk about the individual? Well, you need to tell them how
0: to contact you, Art.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. they can they can contact me by emailing Art at potomacform.org That's A R T at P O T O M A C F O R U M dot org, or call me at three zero one five one eight one eight.
0: Okay. Vance, you want to talk about how? uh...
2: Yeah, for individuals, um, yeah. So we've uh, put together flyers for that, that we distribute widely. um, But uh, they can contact me at Vance, and it's V-A-N-C-E dot Zavella, Z-A-V-E-L-A at Verizon dot net. Um, And then I can uh, certainly send out the information they need. Uh, for that. Um, we, we're just in the midst of creating a new Eventbrite um, page. Well,
0: we and, we, we uh, won't give that out just yet.
2: Yes, it, yeah, but that will give more opportunity for, for yeah. people to do that.
0: I think if they, have, if they have your contact information, you can send them to the detail. Exactly. Okay. Um, Art, the clock says it's time for you to... Uh, Grace us with your letter to your younger self. My audience knows I ask my guests to do that for several reasons, but since I have three guests, Art pulled the short straw. So, Art, are you ready to do that now?
1: I am ready.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: Looking back at my young art, a letter to my younger self. Looking back. You were sitting at the kitchen table with your wife, Ronnie, when you received a phone call that your dad was taken to a hospital emergency room and passed away from a heart attack. You were 23 and your dad passing at 60 years old came just six months after entering active duty as a second lieutenant in the Air Force during the middle of the Vietnam War. You just moved back to Maryland from Boeing Air Force Base, Washington, D.C after three months training in the great state of Texas, Wichita Falls. Your life was between jobs and you were living on minimal officer's pay. You were married during the summer between your fourth and fifth year of college. You worked while attending school to pay bills. You worked at McDonald's after school after graduation until September when you went on active duty. Your dad died with minimal savings and an insurance policy that was two weeks from becoming active. Your mom did not work and did not drive. You had to borrow money from a cousin to pay for his funeral expenses. You sold your father's car to have funds for your mother to move to a small apartment. Young Art, I want you to think about events that changed your life and motivated you and to be thankful for the blessings and your family. A wonderful wife, two daughters, son-in-law, and two outstanding granddaughters. Would you 23 year old art ever believe that you would now be retired, have traveled throughout the world and have had the opportunities and successes you have realized, you have realized the answer to that question is no, never, and no way. (laughs) Why, why am I reminding you of this story young art is it, it is to relive and never forget the wake-up call that you needed to never put your wife, Ronnie, in a similar position as your mom. As a young Art, I was committed to create a bright path for my wife and family when I was older or gone. Young Art, you had an entrepreneurial spirit and after serving in senior federal government positions, you blossomed successes as a president of a training and conference company you founded. Never, young Art, Did you ever think you would be fortunate, lucky, and blessed as you were? You were invited to serve as a volunteer on the executive board for a charity that provided satellite, cell phones, and Internet service to Marines in very, very remote overseas locations. The wife of the commandant of the Marine Corps was a fellow board member. While at a garden party at the commandant's historic home, I confided in the four-star general commandant, that I had guilt feelings about my safe assignments in D.C. while others were in harm's way during the Vietnam War. But he told me relieved me of the guilt of a young art. He said that I should not feel guilty, that young Art served, had the potential to be called into harm's way, and supported the troops with his work in D.C., just as others who served in important non-battlefield positions. He encouraged young art to feel proud about his stateside service in the military. The opportunity to co chair the Rotary District Flags for Heroes program established by the Rotary District Governor, my wife, and sir and serve at the on the McLean Tyson's Flags for Hero Committee was yet another way to exercise my patriotism and to encourage others to do so. So now, as I write to young and not so young art, I reflect on my life's journey, the many struggles, and cherish, appreciate success and being so blessed in every possible way. The promise I made to myself when my father died has been fulfilled, and I feel and I reflect for the first time comfortable that my wife and family will be okay when I am gone.
0: Well, Art, I want to thank you. I want to thank all of you. I uh, have a few seconds here to say to my audience, I always leave them with a little bit in their spiritual doggy bag, some thoughts for that rare moment when they might think, oh, I'm so tired, or I feel powerless about something. Or you may say, is this all there is, or am I enough? Maybe You think you're not worthy. I want you to stop right there. You came here with a guarantee. You are a hero to someone. You are amazing just as you are. You are worthy. You are enough. You're smarter than you think, stronger than you feel, more beautiful than you believe, and more loved than you can ever imagine. You have everything inside of you you need to be who you were created to be. Your call in life, is fully expressed is expressed in who you are already the end of your story has not been written you all are listening to frankly speaking with tyra g on radio fairfax in fairfax virginia my special guests today have been my special guest javi vance ronnie and art thank you so much and for all of you Until next time, this is Tyra G. I love you and I'm listening.